foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is given by an inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's growth. Yes, it is. And you know, uh, I look at that 316 and I'm thinking, mm, okay, let's see. I, yeah, I'd like to know some doctrine of what's going on. <laughs> uh, the reproof, could we kind of slide yeah, over that? Exactly. And correction. Correction, yeah. Don't correct me. I'll work on correcting myself at my convenience mm-hmm. and in my own safety. Right. Instructing, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but then it's instruction in righteousness, yeah. and if I ever want to be a overcomer with the emotions, free from worry, anxiety, depression, anger, all of those qualities that make my life miserable and make everybody's lives around me miserable <laughs> when I want to exercise them, uh-huh. and I want to put in one point here, because all of those emotions not dealt with will bring us into a spirit of bitterness Mm -hmm. sooner or later and that will result in a depression that will render us helpless and loneliness no one wants to be around anyone that's bitter and yet some people find their identity in being bitter Mm -hmm. which is going to nullify rejoicing Mm -hmm. and nullify thanksgiving Right. And and if you're bitter, you're not going to be wanting to desire to run to the Lord and talk to him in prayer, are you? No. So let's go back to just Philippians 4, which is really the one of the best anxiety chapters that we have in the Bible for practical illustration. And application. And we've got to have that, <laughs> or it's worthless, isn't yeah. it? It stays right. in our head yes. and, and doesn't get into practical applying. Right, and then you're not thoroughly equipped. So one of the things that is very important when we read the scripture is that we really take serious what we read so that it is correcting reproving, instructing, and giving us some information that is profitable to us in our relationship with God so that we are thoroughly equipped. And twice in that very vein in Timothy has Paul instructed Timothy, and he was a young man with a big responsibility. But along with 316, I just want to tell you that 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Now you go out and be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 
And so we really can't cherry pick these, can we, Sharon? No. We, if we have instruction, reproof, they're all in the same sentence saying that every one of those words are needed in our life for us to be complete. Right. But you know what? Some ladies that had operated that way have found a reason to have contention. We don't know what it was. The Bible doesn't tell us. But knowing women... Mm-hmm. They probably each had their opinion right. on how to could have been. fix the meals, how to do the mm-hmm. teaching, and it had brought division, Sharon, to the whole body right. of Christ. Of course it does. But I noticed that in correcting the situation, the first thing that Paul does is he says in Philippians 4.1, he calls them, my beloved and longed for my joy and crowned so stand fast in the lord beloved now sharing that word beloved is a tender word that we can address anyone in because that means you are so important in my life that i want you to know with a tenderness with which my heart is talking to you Mm-hmm. It's a term of endearment. Right. And stop and think about somebody who has really given you a hard time in your own family or your extended family or your church family or your workplace. Do you really want to call them beloved when they are just giving you? When they're bitter. <laughs> the what for? Yeah. But it, what it does tell us is we don't deal with one another in harshness, that we don't deal with one another with a critical spirit. We address them with tenderness. And what I notice in verse 3, Sharon, is that Paul didn't give a list of things that they were to do to get these ladies straightened out. But he told them, you that are around them, you take responsibility for seeing that this situation is corrected. Paul wasn't there directly. But I find it enjoyable that he transferred that responsibility to the rest of the body of Christ to take responsibility for getting the problem worked out. Mm-hmm. Do we take that upon ourselves to go to the prayer closet and say, Lord, how can I encourage this person in their issue that they have? Their weakness. And we have to be so careful here, mm-hmm. Sharon. This is an exhortation. Because we can get together and discuss this person. Mm -hmm. Which is what prayer meetings usually turn into. Which is, I think, an upscaled gossip session. Uh So we have to be so careful in how we address the issue. Mm -hmm. And we have to look at it how the Lord's mind would look at it. And he's looking for peace, harmony, contentment, acceptance of one another of who we are. In Christ. Because we are one body. He is the head and we are the fingers. And my left hand fingers should not be trying to break my right hand fingers (laughs) (laughs) under stress or pressure or conviction or whatever. Yes. And so many times, Sharon, my words can want to convey one thing, but the recipient hearing my words may hear it differently. We have that challenge when we stand before, or when we sit before these mics. Uh-huh. I'm saying one thing, and you look <laughs> at me bewildered. And I'm thinking, ah, that's 
she's not taking it the way <laughs> I meant it. So that becomes a real focus to be sure that we are having the mindset of caring about that person as beloved with tenderness. Right. And if we don't see the response or hear the response, then we need to ask what I said, tell me how you heard it. Because sometimes people really have heard wrongly when you're looking for the same goal and the same resolve. Yes. We yes. need to remember that we need to make sure that saying our different words, words but having the same meaning, you're you're going toward the same mark and the same heart intensity mm-hmm. to see that the problem is resolved for the glory of God. And when we know that we are walking uh, in the peace of God from God, that's going to allow our hearts and our minds to be able to change our thinking, which is indicated in verse seven, because it says that you will be given peace and peace is past normal understanding understanding it's the peace of god through jesus christ and it's a it's a deep peace that there's no words to describe so then in verse eight it says now finally that we have got your anxiety under control through (laughs) prayer and through joy and through thanksgiving uh concentrate on things that are true now, Sharon, this should be a lesson in itself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to give you a, a, a marker check here today. When you think of your husband and your children or your extended family, finally, Sharon, what things about your family, and let's include the church family, are true? True according to the mind of God, not according to the critical facts that you want to come up with. Oh, you don't mean my truth? (laughs) You mean biblical truth. Oh, got it. You've got it. Okay. And now, what things are noble? What things are worthy? Mm. Then what things are pure? What things have the clarity of a smooth river water with no trash in it? What things are lovely? What things just rejoice your heart? What things are good of good report? If there's any virtue and anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So when we go home and start thinking about our family or our extended family, this needs to be the criteria. And this out of Philippians 4, this is your doctrine for today. Okay. Is 4.8 is the doctrine that we need to learn how to adopt and go in and do a study on each of those words. But we're not quite through because it says once you've meditated on these things, then go and do them. Mm-hmm. So there's an action right. to these. And the peace of God will surely be with you. Then come down to verse 11 and it says, Not that I speak in regards to need for what I have learned, because in what I have learned, I am now content. And I believe that really has a physical beginning. It goes to the soul and the spirit. And if you think about contentment, there's peace there in being content. And and to use a very temporal word, and it feels so good. Mm -hmm. It feels so good to know that you are contented, whether you have much or whether you don't have much. Yeah. You can be full of thanksgiving with what the Lord has provided. And then let your quest be made known. That's right. And then it says that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. But I can do nothing without Him. 
And that's why mentoring matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.